how to win with the franchise brokers. We got the insight. What up next? Charles, you like my new office? <laughs> I like it a lot. It looks great. Why do you like my new office? What's that? Why do you like my new office? It's my office. I do need art behind the... the uh... I'll get on it right after we're done filming this video. It's kind of weird. Like, you're downstairs, I'm upstairs. This is good. Yeah. It's a sign that life is coming back. Um, okay. So today we're talking about how to win with the franchise broker community. Um Generally speaking, uh, you know, franchisors want more deals and they tend to look at the broker community and say, go get me more deals. But it's not that simple. How do you even get to winning with the brokers and what are the steps that you need to take as a franchisor to set up that relationship well? Well, I, I mean, the first step is you need to realize they're important, they're professionals, and you're not going to win by just offering a bigger commission or by having dinner with them at a conference, you need to be genuine. You need to have the data. They're not there to sell your franchises, but you need to inform them at least what we refer to and focus on is the why you, why now the compelling brand story that's backed up by the objective data, the leadership team, the mission franchisee validation. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about this, that, you know, a broker, because they're not a part of your brand, doesn't know your brand as intimately as you do. And although you want them to, but you got to take a good look at in the mirror and say, are we giving them the tools to win? And if you're not, if you if they don't know your why you right now, you, you probably don't know your why you right now, but if they don't know it, yeah. then you've got to give them, you got to give them the content, the tools, the materials. Um, so, you know, even I've seen some brands start, sort of building broker uh, websites or an extension of their development website as a resource arm, which is good for the franchise candidates as well. It has videos, you love videos, videos, uh, photos, testimonials, content, research. Like they're starting to build these out as an asset for the broker community that you can now package up and send over um, so that they do have the tools to tell your story. Yeah, I, I, especially at the emerging end, okay, you're a gym or you're a training business or you're a service business or you're a bakery, the brokers don't care, yeah. right? No one cares you're the best bakery. They care about the numbers. They care about the opportunity. They care about the ROI. They care about the build-out cost. They care about everything that a good franchise buyer is going to care about. And that's where too many emerging brands, I think, um, miss the mark. They join the organizations but they don't go through a thorough deep dive into their brand and they're not prepared to answer. If you're at a conference with a broker and you're about to get off of an elevator and you have two sentences to get, to get them interested, why you, why now you need to answer that. Charles, if, you, if you're one of our Fran Xers who does not have a relationship with the broker community, how would you advise they even go about starting? How do they get to step one? Well, I, I think step one is, is Fran X and the Franchise Growth Mastermind community. And I'd recommend going to the YouTube page we and our weekly newsletter where we do feature franchise brokers. And we've had so many brokers who 
have been kind enough to share what they're looking for in brands. So it's communities like this. And then I, I would join some good broker organizations for sure. Um, but understand there's an obligation on you. Brokers are not selling your franchises. Broker organizations are not selling it. You need to be prepared. And when you present to them, you need to be ready. So, so, um, I definitely think there's opportunity in in the organization. You probably, you probably also have to look at your budget because, you know, there are more expensive broker communities like like a Fran Choice or a FranNet might be a little bit more than an IFPG or an FBA or a FranServe. So you have to look at your budget and where you are in your life cycle. And sometimes some of the lower cost broker systems is a good way to start dipping your toe in because it will allow you a little bit more wiggle room. Now, the, the larger broker groups are more restrictive or say that they're more restrictive to brands. And they might say, you're not ready for us, whether that's you haven't fixed your item 19 or you, you're, you're too much in your infancy. So like life cycle ends up dictating how you're even going to build a relationship with the brokers too. And, but there, there are solutions even for the emerging brand. There are, um, but you need to be ready. You're, you're not going to get broker attention all the time. And everything needs to be in order. And then, so your why you, why now, that compelling value proposition, your website, your media, but then brokers also need to know that if they trust your brand and make a referral, that you have a process in place to educate and inform that franchisee candidate. So much so to the point where even if the candidate is not, does not want to go forward with your brand, they'll still thank the broker for the connection because they will be working with that broker on another brand. So you need to build trust with the brokers. Laws, rules, and regulations with working with franchise brokers. I know it's it's a topic in itself, but if you need to figure out how do you even do this legally, is that, do you talk to your franchise attorney? Is that the best place to start with? Well, that or... Um, if you're, you're a member of a good broker organization, they're going to provide you with some good guidance. I mean, but you're going to be working with your franchise lawyer. I mean, this is something that comes up all the time, whether it's working on a, a referral agreement with the broker. Um, as a franchisor, if you're working with brokers too, you need to be aware of your obligation to update your receipt page to identify franchise sellers. So you should definitely be coordinating with your franchise attorney and also with the broker organization or broker you're working with. I mean, many of these brokers are CFEs. Uh, they've gone through tremendous training. I know we've done a lot of webinars and training with brokers. They take their regulatory obligations serious and they want to see you do the same. Do you know of any good URLs for broker compliance? Yes, I do. Uh, FranchiseBrokerCompliance.com. Now, I mean, I know it's a joke, but we do have a great compliance guide for brokers out there, franchisebrokercompliance.com. Um, we use it for many presentations, and I hope it helps franchisors and brokers. How do you go about structuring uh, whatever referral fee you're going you're gonna to go with or the incentive program? How, how would you advise Azor even figure that out? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think the... This is where I the broker organizations have good value. Um, they pretty much have standardized the commissions, um, and it's pretty straightforward. I, I think the demand for brokers is great, so they are going to control the market, um, and so I, I don't think there's going to be much negotiation there. Where I take issue with startup franchisors is 
they're like, well, if I offer a hundred percent commission, all the brokers are going to come to me. And the answer is they're not, at least not the good brokers. They're not going to care. Um, so I think that's more driven by the market and the organizations and the brokers themselves. Yeah. And I, we've talked about this before, but I think if you go through your deal value exercise, it also guides you into what should you be willing to give to a broker to incentivize them to help you find the right candidates. And the broker community, I hear more and more of three packs and more. And obviously the commission structures go up when they're able to find a multi-unit operator. But at the same time, they have to qualify that candidate to actually be quality to buy three units. And if you can get someone who can scale within your business, you're going to make more money off them from a royalty standpoint. When you're looking backwards at deal value, now you can start engineering. All right, you know, a broker brings me a franchisee who's going to open up three units who over the lifetime of the agreement is going to drive, you know, $750,000 to my business and royalties. You take out half of that for operating expenses. So say you got $300,000 left over. Are you willing, what would you be willing to pay for $300,000 to have that kind of income? Would you pay a hundred? And it starts changing your mentality and how you approach development in, in, a, in a whole, both organic and through the brokers. But ultimately, and, and here's, here's, the, here's the tough part, which is where like a good steady mix of both ends up having tremendous value. The cost of an organic deal and a cost of a broker deal are pretty much aligned. The difference is uh, organic. Uh, you, you pay and you obviously get the franchise fee right back. A broker deal, you pay and you don't get it back that fast. So, but there, there's there's math involved that if you look at deal value, will start figuring. You can start figuring out how much you want to uh, give to them. Um, what do you need to know about marketing to to the brokers, or how would you go about setting that up? Really, a brand deep dive. I mean, think about your consumer website, your franchise sales website. Real uniques, great item nineteen. Um, once you have that all aligned and you have a compelling franchise offering, you're going to get broker attention, right? Certain industries are more difficult than others, right? But it's all going to come down to the data. I mean, you should be demonstrating to the brokers, not only why you're great for the, their franchisee candidates, but also why you're great for that broker in honoring the trust they're going to put in you in, in your process. All right. Last question. What are the tricks to getting more deals? <laughs> I don't know that, you know, that one. Well, no, it's all the data, right? It's the validation unit level economics. You, I'll give you something to mock me about. It's building your brand story and having those victory videos and system videos that you could send brokers and they could get better insight into your brand. That, that answer is changing so much. It was like, you need 5,000 <laughs> videos. Now it's like, I'm just going to give a casual answer. No, I mean, here's, here, in my opinion, here's, here's the trick to getting more business, period. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here in Charles's office. That's relationship building. And if you want to know how to get deals on the broker community, it's relationship building. You've got to put time in with these folks because it's, it's like anything. You want referrals in any form of business or life you got to put the work in. And I think far too often franchisors want the, the fastest pathway uh, to growth with the brokers, but it takes getting to know them, know who their kids are, know who their families are, know what they like, 
Know who they know in their community. Ask them what people are buying. What are they saying yes to? What are they saying no to? And if you, if you build those relationships with the brokers, the reality is they have all the insights on how you can get more deals because they have a pulse on people who are actually buying franchises and interested in franchising right now. But if you're not building the relationship, then you're, you're going to struggle. And relationship does, is not just uh, necessarily like get to know them on a personal basis. It's also, you know, some of the tricks of marketing and whining and dining and making them feel important because they're not a part of your team. They're an external resource to your team, but they, they're not a part of your team. They're not a part of your culture. So things that you give your staff, they don't get, but you want them to be equally as important to the growth of your business. So in my opinion, the biggest trick, and it's not a trick, it's just relationship building. Well, Nick, just because based on one of the questions, which is important, relationship building is critical. Someone asked a question about, I think it was Tiffany, how do you build trust in the process, right? How does your process create that trust and attract the brokers? What would be some recommendations? Well, you know, uh, go ahead and start start the hate mail. You can put it at that email address. Or that <laughs> no, I get the hate mail, but... Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. Give it to Charles. Right. Message him on Facebook. You cannot put lipstick on a pig. That is a true statement. So if you haven't fixed the fundamentals of your brand then it's hard to build trust with the broker because the broker needs something that they have confidence in selling. And that's where like the reality is you've got to make sure your brand hits those check marks. Are you disclosing a vision on your website? Are you showing why your product is different? Are you, are you showing why your cost to get in is sound and how much you can make is sounder? Are you showing your growth plan? And is it, is it like a shotgun approach cross country or is it in concentric circles? Even if you have franchisees that have opened in states that are not concentric, are you building marketing around them to give them more support? Support. How do you support your franchisees? Are you really, really in this to make your franchisees successful? And is that a part of your vision statement? And then lastly, that validation part. And if you don't have franchisees, you still want validators. That could be your, your franchise attorney saying, yeah, you know what? I think these are these are good folks. Like they're doing a good job or uh, it could be, you know, a food supplier, like an emerging brand, you don't need franchisees to have validation. Validation still can come from people that are connected to your business. That's how you start building trust with the brokers. You go through all of those things and you try to get them as sound as possible. Now, will brands have hiccups and fumbles here and there? Totally. But in my opinion, and I've talked to Charles about this, there, there are uh, plenty of, uh, uh, men in industry right now, not franchise, like just men in the world who try to try to act like they are good family men. And then it comes out that they cheated on their wives in like a big, ridiculous way, like with the intern. And why do, why does the public get pissed at them? It's not that they cheated on their wives because there are men that cheat all day long. It's that they tried acting like they were something other than a dirty man. <laughs> That's why Dennis Rodman and John Daly are celebrated as athletes. People are like, I love Dennis Rodman. They're like, well, he's dirty. He cheats. He's, he's a druggie. I mean, all these things that make Dennis Rodman questionable, but Dennis Rodman doesn't hide it. And that's the insight that even if you have these fumbles, that was a, a very large statement to get there. Again, send the hate mail to Charles, not me. But if you try acting like you don't have issues and you do, that's where you lose the trust of the brokers because then they're, they're putting their reputation on the line. They live in the communities that most likely these folks that are buying the franchise also live in. 
they got to look those folks in the face and say, I'm sorry, I, di I, didn't, I didn't know that about the brand. So if you have issues, tell a story on how you're going to fix it and be honest with it. But it still comes back to like relationship building is how you build trust and everything. And honesty and going through all the notes that I just said will help you get there. Good. I think we accomplished something. I think you gave me a thumbs up on that one. Any closing thoughts? No, I think we're good. Time for music. Time for the music. <laughs>